would you rather get rid of all of your social media platforms for the rest of your life yeah. so you can never ever use a social media platform again to monetize any of your businesses or give Josh all of your Bitcoin right now? <laughs> hey guys, it's Matt Haycox here. Welcome to a very special episode of the Matt Haycox Show, special for many reasons. I'm actually, this is the first one I've recorded in about five months. I don't know where the time goes, I've not recorded since 2020, so I hope I remember what to do. Secondly, because I'm with my good friend Georgia Harrison, who um, I'm always excited to talk to, I'm always going to tell her that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I've actually never, you know, I've never done a podcast with someone that I've known well before doing it. Yeah, so usually you just met them. Yes, and I've always wondered what the dynamic would be like, um, you know, if it, if it would be different, if it would be more relaxed. Uh, or maybe we'll just argue because it does. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's or it can end the fire. Either way, it'll be good watching. But anyway, we're here. We're in Dubai. Georgie's been here since October. I've been here since January. As always, we've been talking about doing this for about three months and finally got around to doing it today when it's about two days before she leaves. So we've got 20 minutes to squeeze some super cool content in, have a good chat, and uh, I'm sure you like it. So, hello. Hello, Hello, how are you? I feel so formal now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I guess your audience know you've been here for a few months anyway, but uh, and obviously, I certainly know what you've been up to because I've been stuck with you for the last three months. But uh, what, what's, what's been going on? What do people need to know? I mean, it's actually crazy to think I've almost been here for half a year, and honestly, so much has happened. I think one thing that I definitely realised moving here, which I never really grasped the concept of last year is that I can actually work anywhere I want via my social media in the world pretty much. As long as you can get a delivery there, then it works. And obviously the last few months in Dubai, I've been managing to run my social media, push my platforms and also monetize off them whilst having a really good time and getting tan. Why did you move? Um, I think, to be honest, before Love Island, I actually did want to move to Dubai. I came here on holiday a few times And I just loved it. For me, waking up every day, having the sun there, having more of a social life, it's just a no-brainer. And not just that, at home, a lot of my friends do do nine-to-fives. Like, they all work in offices and stuff like that. And it means it's sort of harder for me to get my content and stuff because I haven't got anyone to work with that does the same thing as me. Whereas being here, so many influencers are here. So I can, like, meet up with them in the daytime, plan content shoots, and get a whole lot of help instead of paying a photographer weekly to come take pictures of me in the living room. I mean, I think it's been a massive eye-opener you know, for, for, the, for the whole world over the last year or so with, you know, with what we actually can do, you know, either working from different countries, work, working from home and stuff. And I, I've been writing a post about this myself over, over the last couple of days and, and not actually got around to, around to posting it because obviously I've been here for th- three months and uh, look, I've been working at putting up work as hard as I could do. That's not an indication of the fact I've not been able to do it here. I think there's been quite a lot of distractions. Obviously, I've had Harley out here as well. But I get messages every day, uh, I mean, literally every day, from, from from people I know, like close friends, business associates, who are always saying, oh, you know, um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so jealous of you out there. I wish I could do what you do. Uh, and I, I always say to these people, you know, You've probably got more ability to do what I do than I than, than I do. You know, you, you've you've probably got more time available to you because you know you, you're you're retired or you're in a different state of life. You've got you've probably got more money than me. You've got you know, many more opportunities. But ultimately, you know, it's just you know it, it's a mindset issue that, that that you feel that you have to be stuck in Leeds or Manchester or London or you know you feel that because you were born there or because you work there, you know you, you can't you can't break out of these shackles. 
And I, and I think it's for me, it's been nice to see how many people have been forced into a situation, you know, probably initially outside of the comfort zone, but, you know, being able to you know, make a move, change a job, live in another country and do, you know, and do the stuff that, you know, that, that, that we've always talked about wanting to do and, and, and now know that we can do it. I just, I guess, like, for, for me, I know this is a big lifestyle change that will stay going forward. I just hope that so many people who've started to make these changes don't now slip back, you know, now, yeah. now, now that lock, lockdown's finished and they feel, oh, well, I know I've got to go back to my old job or I've got to go back to my old life, etc. I mean, sense? I think for a lot of people it is the fear of the unknown, the like, like what's lifestyle going to be like, am I going to be able to handle it, especially if you're contemplating moving somewhere that you've only been on holiday to. Like, I remember when a few of my friends first moved to Dubai, I used to think, like, oh, my God, like, how can you live there? It's a completely different country. Like, the culture's completely different. Like, But once you come here and you stay here for more than a week, you start to realise that it's actually really not that different to home. Like, it's the same day-to-day -day life. And I think one amazing thing about Dubai that I like more than England is just the fitness aspect of it. Everyone is always in the gym. There's so many different ways of working out, but everyone's just more enthusiastic. When you go to the gym in England, everyone's got young. No one wants to be there. They're all late to get back to work. But out here, everyone's just like, I don't know, they love it, didn't they? Well, let's talk fitness then, because obviously that's something I wanted to ask you about, because it's obviously it's a massive part of your life. And I think for people who don't know you, uh, personally, they, they, they see how much you, how much um, whether it's fitness, yoga, you know, meditation, uh, spas, etc. You do on your Instagram. Uh, but obviously, you know, knowing you, I, I know that you know you really do live and breathe the gym and the exercise, even if you balance it with quite quite a bit of booze afterwards. Um, but uh, I mean, I mean t t t tell tell me, you know, has exercise always been a big part of your life? You know, what 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 kind of benefits do you feel from it, and do you, and do you see that it really makes a difference to your life? Do you know what, I actually didn't start exercising until I was about 19. I was working as a shop girl and I was just drinking shots, eating KFC and it really caught up with me really quickly. And in the end, my mum and dad were just like, listen, you need to get in the gym, which I really respect them for doing. I think sometimes you have just got to sort of educate your children and just say, you need to live a healthy lifestyle. And that isn't just obviously for your physical looks. For me, going to the gym changed my whole life in terms of my mental ability to just cope with day-to-day -day life. I think if you don't go to the gym for like a few days, I actually just feel so tired. I've got no energy. Sometimes I can get into like a really bit of a funk and I don't, I can't always realise why it is. And then I'll do something like go for a run or do yoga and I'll come out and I'll think, God, why have I not exercised for like a week? Like that's obviously the reason I've been feeling sort of low. And I just don't think that I could cope with life without exercise and I think for so many people they don't realise like that just two times a week would massively change their energy levels, the way that they feel in the morning, their physical appearance and sometimes I know people think oh if I go to the gym I'm going to be really tired for the rest of the day but it's actually the opposite in my opinion once I go to the gym I come out feeling refreshed, ready to go and for people that don't normally exercise the first week, the first two weeks they might be grueling, it'll be really tedious, they probably won't enjoy it, but as soon as you get past that hump, you're just going to love it. It becomes an addiction and it's just getting there. And I think as well, for, you know, it's about understanding that exercise is so many different things on, on what works for you. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I go to the gym, I hate it, and I'm certainly nowhere near as excited about it as you. But, you know, for, for me, I find that, uh, you know, just a good walk, you know, um, A, it makes... 
you know, it counts as my exercise for the day. I actually do find enjoy it. I like a multitask farm, you know, making my phone calls and stuff on there. And I think obviously during lockdown, people found that, you know, okay, I'm not able to go to the gym, but I can do press-ups at home, I can do squats at home and stuff. And I guess, you know, people are probably, so a lot of people who've never done it before are maybe, you know, scared to start or don't want to be seen, you know, don't want to feel the pressure of other people in the gym or, you know, or, or don't, you know, don't know what they actually want to do. I guess if, you, you know, if you've done nothing, I mean, I'm just a massive advocate of, you know, going, going for a walk and, and, and just, you know, just getting yourself moving, even, even if you can't quite get to the gym yet. I mean, even here the other night, I think I did literally three and a quarter hours or you know, walking myself dizzy around the marina, you know, okay, it's not the gym, it's not going to burn as many calories maybe as, as having, a, having a hardcore workout, but you feel fresh, you feel better, and like I say, I get my phone calls done at the same time as well. Yeah, no, I think that, I think getting walking into your routine actually is such a brilliant way of losing weight, and I've noticed that a lot here, because at home you don't really walk anywhere, do you? But here, like, I'll look at my phone and say, 22 minute walk, and I think, oh, why not? But at home, I would never think that, like, I have to get in the car, I get a taxi, just naturally but you can walk everywhere you can do all your phone calls when you're walking and that is a great way of losing weight and as you said as well home workouts i do sometimes get um like a bit nervous about going into a really busy gym and i definitely think when you're a little bit out of shape and you're not feeling yourself and you know you're not that physically able you don't always want to go into the gym so to be able to just do a home workout while you're building yourself up is brilliant and i do think that is something that a lot of people will take out of lockdown Talk to me about about pressure and uh, and, and, de- and dealing with uh, I guess you know uh, uncomfortable situations, horrible situations, etc. I mean, again, you know, you, you, your audience, you know, know, know some of the some of the you know shit that you've been through over over, over the last few months, and uh, and I, I guess you know you've had, you've had personal issues, and then just being in the public eye in general, uh, you know, bring, brings with it its stresses and its pressures and stuff. I mean, how? How, how do you cope? You know, do you do you have a, a good support network? You know, what, what's what's your advice to people who are who are you know, suffering with you know ma- major crises, mental health issues, etc. I mean, there's so many different ways of dealing with things, and and people have got all different sorts of pressures, so it's hard to relate to everything. But I think one of the main things that people in my situation deal with is trolling and things like that. And you know, you've met my family. I came from a family where. You take things well, on the chin. They every day. Yeah, <laughs> I control every day. Like you have to learn to take banter, and like as a girl, like when I was growing up, I learned that very quickly. I had loads of cousins, and like you just used to have to take things on the chin. And I think that's why I do find it quite easy to deal with negative comments. But of course, sometimes I will have my days where there's just such an onslaught of unnecessary hate, and sometimes it can get to you. And I think it's really important to be able to look at it as like two separate things like you need to be able to look at your social media as something that is a lot of people that although you know they think they know you they actually don't and anytime their comments are starting to bother you I try and first of all meditate you know I meditate all the time but secondly one of my favorite skills when I'm receiving like online hate is to put myself in a meditative state and imagine everyone I know and imagine all my friends my families people I've worked with on set, like colleagues, and just imagine if I gave them all a survey in the room, like, what would they say about me? I can guarantee a very high percentage of them would have, you know, nice things to say, if not medium to nice things to say. No That's one would be like, nice. yeah, <laughs> no one would be like, I don't know, she, she's this, she's a cow, she's got horrible skin, she's got bad hair, like, they just wouldn't. And you have to remember that those are the people that actually know you, and that's all that really matters. 
I think as well, you know, <laughs> it's, um, what's the word? Uh, I guess it, it's, it's a cliche to talk about keyboard warriors and stuff, but, you know, people who get shit online, you know, when you actually think about the fact, well, would, would I get that shit in real life? Um, and the answer, answer is probably no, you know, no, certainly nowhere near as many times as that, you know, for pretty, pretty much everyone, everyone you talk about this situation. I guess, you know, it just highlights the fact how it is, you know, just idiots behind, hiding behind iPhones, hiding hide behind keyboards, etc. And uh, I guess, you know, whatever it is you use, you use to frame it, if you're going to do anything that involves Social media, you know, public. Even if you know, we're not talking about going on telly. You know, for, for for anyone who who wants to have a LinkedIn profile to promote the business, or you know, a, a, you know, a Twitter account to meet new friends, you're going to have to find a way to deal with it in some way, shape, or form. And so many people, you know, I, I get messages from saying, Look, "I want to do this, but you know, I'm not going to do it because I'm scared of people. You know, what people are going to say about me." And you know, I guess unfortunately, you know, there's there's no way around it. You know, and and, and you can't you can't limit your own opportunities. You know, w worrying about what everyone else is going to say, and ultimately ultimately letting them win. Yeah, I I used to do um, Reiki with one of my friends at home, and we always done videos, and she used to post videos, and I used to want to repost them, and I said to her like, I can't repost them because your page is private, and she was like, Do you know what? Like, I'm literally can't put my page on public because. I received so many negative comments and it, it like it's deterred me from it but that is now stifling her from like reaching a wider audience and I think also with trolls they feed off negativity and you just first of all just shouldn't respond to them like some people respond to them and that's exactly what they want they want a response and really they're just people who are lost souls they're sad in themselves they're probably far more troubled than you are and I think instead of looking at them as something that you need to fight against, people specifically with big platforms need to use their platforms to help educate and move people to a more positive direction because realistically, you've got to feel sorry for them. And I think like anything in life, you know, you, you, you've got to look at, you've got to look at who are the people saying these bad things to you and again, you take it off, offline and put it into a real world situation. If people are saying bad things to you, you know, how is that going to affect you? Well, look, if it's your, your boyfriend, your brother, your sister or something, you, you, you're going to obviously be very hurt or, or, or look at it very carefully. If it's some randomer from down the street or some, some moron who's crossing the road shouting abuse at you, you, you'd laugh and you wouldn't even give it a second thought. And ultimately, you know, all these people who, who you know, do the, major, <laughs> who do the major trolling, you know, they've, they've got no profile picture, you know, they've, 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 got, they've got no followers, you know, because they are just, you know, random, random weirdos and that, it's, it's easy, maybe for, easy for us to say because we feel more mentally tough about it. But uh, I think, you know, if you can break it down to that and say, well, look, if that weirdo was shouting out his window in real life, would you be affected? The answer is probably not, and it really is no different online. Yeah, I agree. Would you rather... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We've not even had a shot. <laughs> and this is a good one. Go on. Would you rather get rid of all of your social media platforms for the rest of your life yeah. so you can never, ever use a social media platform again to monetize any of your businesses or give Josh all of your Bitcoin right now? <laughs> um, okay. Because we don't know how long Bitcoin's going to last. This is forever. We don't. But I okay. So, so, so taking something semi-serious out of that, I would, 
I would give I would give Josh my Bitcoin now. Yeah. Right, Josh, I hope you don't watch this. I don't, <laughs> I don't really mean it, but no, it also I would I would give give my Bitcoin now because I the analogy for me is always that I'm I I'm more about growth and opportunities and taking risk and knowing knowing that you know whatever I lose today I'll make it back tomorrow and more you know because of ideas or skill set or, or whatever and yeah okay look if if I if I lost that Bitcoin today you know, it would be it would be an irritating amount of money it's not going to be a catastrophic amount of money yeah. that, that's going to finish me or change my life yeah I'm not going to like it but I know that if I didn't have platforms to you know to network with to meet new yeah. people to you know to, to get my message across then that is going to be a lot you know a lot more limiting to me uh, in in the in the long term uh, and, and almost, you know almost if i had that money i wouldn't be able to make proper use of having that money because because i yeah. wouldn't be able to communicate with people i wouldn't be able to you know find new businesses find new opportunities well, you still have a telephone but <laughs> <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have social media which is obviously the best way to meet new people i'm trying to think of something for you i'm, I'm trying to think of a, a would you rather have uh, get rid of your social media or do something but uh, but i i guess uh, you know it's, it's even more important for your life uh, yeah like when people's social medias get hacked i've always said like that is my worst fear like you it would cost me more money you hacking my Instagram than burning down my house, and it really would. But that is why, as well, it's so important that you know not to be so reliant on one platform. You know, yeah. Uh, and you know, a not be reliant on one platform, but b ultimately get to own that data. So you know, I mean, for me, I always say to anyone who's super strong on whatever it is, if you're super strong on Instagram, you've then got to get onto Facebook. You've got to get onto YouTube. Um, and and you know, start to move move that audience across while it's hot. A because you could get hacked and lose it overnight, or B you know as we all know the algorithm changes, or or, or, or maybe you know one platform goes out of fashion, another one comes in. But then ultimately the end game has got to has got to be to get that data uh, so that you know you own it. Because again, a lot of so many people don't appreciate that you know you, you don't own your audience on, on on your Instagram account. You know you don't have their name, their address, their email, their, yeah. you know, all, all, all the contact details. Because then when you've got that, that's when you can then sell, you know, sell, them, sell them a product or you know, a, you know, build a long-term relationship that you own, which is a beautiful segue into talking about your, uh, your eyelash serum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which, because uh, I know obviously over the last you know, probably year or so, you, you've, you've always had your gym wear. Um, but uh, you know you, you've been you've been doing some more things lately, which uh, obviously the the eye serum has been something that's uh, that, that's new, but also yeah, I guess passionate. Yeah, you know, I think that's what that's what's important to me about your products, and I think what, what so many people miss you know, that they just promote shit that, yeah. that is uh, you know either unauthentic to them. But maybe people don't appreciate it, or blindingly, obviously not them. You know, people who are promoting trading platforms when you know when they're, when they're clearly not traders, or you know, you know, pr- pr- promoting you know, I don't know, CBD or whatever it may be. But you know, the stuff that you've done has always been very much about you. So t- tell us about your eye serum and how that came about. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I get a lot of offers to do like certain businesses, and I'll take fifty percent, they'll take fifty. They can set everything up, but it's like a lot of it's just things like, do I want to? do a perfume, do I want to make a candle, like, why should someone buy a Georgia Smell candle? It's ridiculous, like, that's why I like to... I'll smell your fit, but no one wants to smell your candle. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you'd maybe buy it if you wanted to piss someone off, you'd have an album, send them buy a smelly Fitbit candle. That'd actually be a good idea. Anyway, <laughs> but um, for me, like, 
I've always been obsessed with looking after my natural eyelashes. I much prefer the look of natural eyelashes to false eyelashes. I've never, like, I've had strips a couple of times, but I've never had individuals. And I've always wanted to sort of branch out to something involved in that. So when I met Ahmad in America, he has, like, a hair care brand. So he is very successful at selling argan oil for hair. And basically, I started using it on my eyelashes when I first met him. And after a while, they started really just keeping their density, staying thicker. They used to spread out in a much better way. I mean, your eyelashes renew themselves every seven weeks. So they're never going to grow so long that you can pat them to your head. But you can protect them throughout that cycle and keep them at their best for longer, which is what the serum does. So we first launched last year. And at first, we did have a couple of issues. I mean, Ahmad's never sold this specific product before. And... We're getting it from America to the UK. So we had a couple of leakages in the first batch, which we managed to sort out and send everyone a double of. And then the next lot just went really well. And honestly, I can't believe how much easier the beauty industry is to the fashion industry. As much as I love it, it's like there's different sizes, there's different types of things. Someone might get it and not like it. Someone might... There's all different areas. You have to get every single size when you're doing this and you always get left with some sort of stock whereas with the beauty industry i'm selling one product it's small it works for everyone and they want to get a new one every few months so the serum's literally just sold off the shelves i think lockdowns probably helped and um, my next plan is to relaunch that and then eventually we're going to do a mascara so we're serum them all up throughout lockdown and now they're free we give them a mascara and I guess for, for the guys watching who've not already uh, not already bought or not already seen it, how, how do they buy it? Where do they get it? So we haven't launched relaunched yet, but I think in about two or three weeks, so mid May, I'm not sure when this is going out. Uh, you can get it on Executive Styles website, but I'm always promoting it through my Instagram, so that's the best way to find it. Cool, cool. Well, listen, I'm conscious of time. We've got somewhere to be. Uh, or you, you, you probably more importantly than me <laughs> so thanks a lot for chatting it's been yeah. good it's been fun guys I hope you enjoyed listening to that I hope I can still remember to speak after five months um, <laughs> listen as always if you're watching this on YouTube you can get it on iTunes on Spotify wherever you listen to your podcasts if you're on Instagram get to Facebook if you're on Facebook get to Twitter I am the Matt Haycox T-H-E-M-A-T-T-H-A-Y-C-O-X on everything Georgia is Georgia Louise Harrison on pretty much everything. She's also a newbie to YouTube. She's got a growing following of very exciting videos, some of which include me taking the piss out of her. So make sure you go and check her out on there too. They're the best fans. <laughs> and we'll see you all again soon. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye.